0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's Your Mess, Mental, Emotional, Social Status of Life. And I am your host, Tracy D. Armstrong, and I'm here to bring you another great episode. Today, we have another special guest with us. We have Sean P. joining us today to share her mess with us. Sean, go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: Hello, everybody. My name is Sean um, I currently reside in Houston, Texas. My background is in graphics and branding. Uh, right now, my focus is towards SBE, which is a community-based brand. I mean, my business partner started to give back to our community in a sense where we're bringing awareness to Black-owned businesses, just trying to get our people to make buying Black a lifestyle and circulate our dollars. Um, I'm also a writer, I just overall creative person oh
0: wow that is awesome I love that we like this we got to circulate our dollars okay that, that is awesome <laughs> right it is so good to hear that and then like you say you're a writer in, amongst other things so yeah. I know that that's where you are now and that's what you're doing now but tell us a little bit about your mess and what you have gone through
1: Oh man, Tracy, I'm telling you, life presents a lot of messes, right? I'll be on this journey, you got a lot of messes. I wanna say um, my biggest mess, or one of my, yeah, so my biggest mess I had to overcome would be uh, coming out to my family, as a lesbian. Um, I raised one of the Jehovah's Witnesses all my life, all that I knew. So it was very difficult coming out to them, and I was like 21 or 22. And I was already baptized, so I was really a part of the organization, knocking on people's doors every Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so that, that was rough because my parents, it, it surprised them, set them back. You know, I am my only daughter, they de- definitely didn't think I was gonna go down that path.
0: Okay, and you know, they didn't think you were gonna go down that path. So question with that is, how did
1: that affect you mentally? Uh, Mentally, it took a toll on me in a sense. Well, I'll say, let me mentally and emotionally. um, They hit me at the same time because I've had my parents in my life, all my life since I was born. And when I came out, um, I had to basically leave the organization. I was excommunicated, disassociated. So no one would speak to me. No one would associate with me. That's friends, family, anyone that was a Jehovah's Witness, they couldn't communicate with me. So mentally and emotionally, it's like I'm alone all of a sudden in darkness, you know, and that's heavy, especially when you're you're coming out with something so heavy as your sexuality. You know, you need that support. And I didn't have it. So it was very, it was a rough time.
0: So if you don't mind me asking, so how did you go about doing that? Because I know, like, we may have some listeners that, you know, might be experiencing the same thing. How did, if you don't mind sharing, how did you go about... um expressing that to your family especially like you say you've always had them with you and you knew that with, with doing that it was going to probably lead to this or did you not expect it to be um, that
1: Oh, well, I I yes and no um like I said I grew up in this organization I kind of knew what would come with it but you know everybody and everybody's situation in the family is is different so they handle mm-hmm. things differently I didn't necessarily know that I was going to be shunned the way that I was initially by my family. Um, so how did I deal with it? I I, I cried, <laughs> you know, um, I I just started venturing out, you know, taking risks, taking chances, trying to meet new people and create another type of family because the one that I had had all my life had, had went away, had <laughs> went away, yeah.
0: And so I'm sure that affected you socially, like you're saying, everything oh. that you had had was gone yeah. away. Uh, so so how did you go? Because you said you went out to meet other people so that you could have a different social surrounding. So how did you go about doing that?
1: Um, Honestly, I just kind of looked where the, the gay bars were. Like, where were the lesbians? Where were the people like me hanging out and associating? And this was a big step for me because I'm an introvert. I'm not necessarily a people person like that. I like to be in the house. Um, But who wants to be alone 24-7? You know, we're raised to have companionships, whether it's friendship or platonic. So I was like, all right, let me start putting myself out there. I just had to do it, you know, and we never grow in comfortable situations. And this was a part of, in my life, where it was very uncomfortable for me because I was having to kind of become somebody new. So I had to step into this new person and um, come outside of my comfort zone and just start taking chances by whether it be going to a bar or going to a lounge or, um, you know, on social media, they have these uh, meet and greet type groups where it's like you 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 get into the chat room and then they start dropping locations on where they're going to have a meet and greet. So just putting myself out there.
0: Okay. And so with that, because I'm thinking about, this is what I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about how you grew up, your family, your, your social life has changed. All of those things. How did it affect your status of life? Like, were you living with your family, or you had already like grown away and moved away?
1: Fortunately, I was already living on my own because um, I was kind of uh, heading down this path while I was still living at home, and I was like, "Oh no, I know I'm, I cannot, I can't be living like this here. Let me pack up my stuff and go." So I've been living on my own, um, got a decent job. I was in school at the time, going to the Art Institute. I was interning for like an oil and gas company. So socially, no, it's not socially, uh, my status wise, it didn't really shake me up too much. Um, so no, thank thankfully no. <laughs> so, well, that's that's what
0: I was wondering because I'm thinking, yeah. this is what I'm visual. I'm visualizing like 21, 22, you coming out. Your family now is disowning you and you're trying to figure out life and you're trying to figure out what direction to go. So how did you overcome and come out of your mess from family situations?
1: I would say um, I had a couple of older co-workers that I felt comfortable enough to confide in and talk to. Like I said, I had to I did have to create a new family. Um, certain things that I was running into, I couldn't go talk to my mom, my mom and my dad. So I really had to rely on some of the relationships that I built at work um, until I started meeting other people, and that was really only one or two people. I remember there was this older lady, her name was uh, Kim, Miss Kim, uh, and she was you night know, She just had really good energy and got along really well, and she was just always. Um, supportive. She always was willing to listen and guide me, you know, which was something that I needed from my family at the time because of certain choices they made and choices I made, that wasn't going to happen. So um I just I had to make my own way in a sense, even though I had um some co-workers, you know, that's not necessarily the best, the best, you know, it's not the best. Like your family um, it was still there. But overall, I would say I just kind of picked myself up and kept and kept moving forward because at the end of the day, that's all you can do.
0: Okay. And, and that's great that you said that because like you said, you felt like you didn't have anyone to talk to mm-hmm. and you felt alone. So you decided to confide in your coworkers who allowed you to be able to express yourself. But then you just say, you said you picked yourself up. Mm-hmm. I want to add. How did you go about picking yourself up? Was there anything particular that you did in order
1: to keep yourself going? Um, I would say that I just realized at the end of the day, I got here, yes, family, but but I was born alone, right? So even if I still had my family one day, they would die. eventually at some point in our lives, we're all gonna be alone. Um, whether it's in a whether in whether we're in a good place alone or whether we're in a bad place alone, but in those bad times, in those dark times, um, you have to learn to tap into self. I guess I want to put it as you really have to tap into self to be able to say, okay, I'm greater than the things that are happening to me, um, and I and and be able to reflect at maybe a times where things weren't the greatest and know that you got through those times. So this is just another incident where hey. It may look a little dark, but the sun is going to come out eventually. I just have to keep moving forward.
0: Oh, that was, that's good. I, I need that for myself. Because you said, <laughs> like, I'm like over here, like, oh, my gosh, if we all going to end up alone? I'm like, no, I don't want to be alone, okay? <laughs> that, it's like, I don't want that. And like you're like, But you said, like you said, we came into this world alone, and that is so real, like, and so many people don't want to be alone and feeling lonely. Mm. Okay. But the fact, like you said, Hey, you got to pretty much do you and you, you know, like you say, your family would have eventually like passed away or whatever no. to where you have to pretty much learn how to be alone and be with yourself.
1: Anyways, exactly.
0: That's good. Now let me, let me ask you this. So kind of going along with what you just said, what advice would you give To someone who may be experiencing that same type of mess
1: that you went through? I would say um, don't give up. Don't give up. Um, Learn to rely on yourself. Learn. Oh, and that self-love is important, too, because when you're going part-time, you don't have anyone to depend on. It may seem like, again, you got to really learn how to tap into your main source of love, which is yourself, to just keep going forward. So I would say, keep pushing forward, know that the sun is going to come up, just keep pushing forward.
0: And you just said something, and I know this might be, uh, I didn't, I didn't mention this, but I'm asking this question, because I'm following up with something you just said. Uh You said (laughs) self-love, right? Now, this is my question for you. How do people learn self-love? Let me not say people. How did you learn self-love? Because I know there's a lot of listeners out there who do not know how to, and I don't mean to put you on the spot. They <laughs> I mean, don't that's, know how to
1: love themselves. The <laughs> Honestly, I would feel like I'm still learning, but I'm coming to my plateau, right? Of, self, of my self-love. Uh, learning and that comes with boundaries. It comes with being able to set your boundaries. It comes with being able to say no. You know when you knowing a yes might hurt you. You know so self love just came in a in a um, in a manner of me being able to protect myself and putting those boundaries in place.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. And I know I'm like I know I just threw that out at you, but I was just thinking. I heard you say it. And I'm like, well, maybe there's some things that you did to practice self-love and like you said, having boundaries and knowing when to say no to people. Okay, that's-
1: If you if you have a high value of yourself, then you're not gonna tolerate certain behaviors from anybody, right? Mm-hmm. And then those boundaries, cause you're not tolerating those behaviors. And I think that's something that goes hand in hand, um, but you gotta love yourself. That self-worth, and it, it all comes from self-love, so yeah.
0: That's so true. And that's the thing about it, like so many people like don't feel worthy of themselves and they don't have that self-worth and they don't believe in themselves. So what I'm trying to see, too, and you might have some input is like, how do we get people to see? How do we encourage them to see that they are worthy of loving themselves, See what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because you had to tell your family this, knowing that there might have been, you know, separation. <laughs> Controvert. <Right? laughs> Controvert. Yeah. So, but but you did it because I'm thinking about it. You had to have loved yourself enough in order to be able to do that and take that step. Facts. Facts. So, have you ever thought about how did you get to that point where you actually?
1: I uh, know, I got stinking. Okay. Okay. This with this particular part of my journey in self-love, it's who are you living for? Um, Am I living for my family? Am I living for a religion? Who are you living for? You only have one life. And these feelings wasn't going nowhere. (laughs) So I said, well, you gotta do something about this. If you're living for yourself, if you love yourself, because at the end of the day, you're gonna die by yourself. You have to make these choices for yourself and nobody else. So that that was definitely it that's man you dropped some nuggets
0: for real because who, <laughs> oh, who are you living for gotta remember that that's a good one that's cool so now if the listeners would like to uh get in contact with you or follow you or support your business what are some ways that they can contact you
1: okay guys so if you want to support us support black entrepreneurs. You can follow us on Instagram at SBE.net. And you can also hit the link in the bio when you get there and grab you some merch, man. We've got a whole bunch of different designs for you guys to choose from. And also um, I'm working on a podcast. It's called A Stud's Perspective. So look for that soon, but you can follow me at on TikTok at Stud's Perspective. Awesome.
0: So go follow Sean P and get some merch. I'm I'm really loving that, that sweatshirt right there. Really, for real, I got to go get me that, okay? And oh. for real, and I want to say this, I really want to say thank you so much for your time and thank you for sharing your story because I know that your story is going to help and encourage someone who may be going through that same situation
1: literally right now as we speak. Thank you. So before we wrap up, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be a part of your show.
0: Yes, and I appreciate you. And what are some last words that you would leave with the audience to give them a little bit of
1: encouragement? Um, Last words, always live for yourself. Um, and don't wait for a good thing. Don't wait for a bad thing to turn good.
0: Oh, oh, that's don't wait for a bad thing to turn good. I had to say that again. Don't wait for a bad thing to turn good. So somebody would say, I know these are your last words, but if you
1: don't wait for
0: a bad thing to turn good, then what okay. should you do?
1: You gotta take into your hand your own hands and make a decision or you're going to be waiting you never know what that outcome is going to be you're just going to be waiting you know so take control Uh, you got to take control of your life take control of your life that's good and that is an
0: awesome words right there to end on take control of your life and live for yourself to say who are you living for are you living for your family are you living for religion oh that's good so <laughs> to wrap it up right yes like for real for real like I'm, I'm up here thinking i'm like hmm i gotta write that down that's gonna be a quote okay <laughs> so As we wrap up this episode of what's your mess again I want to thank you all for tuning in thank you for listening and I'm going to end with the quote that I always love to end with if you want to be sad keep living in the past if you want to be anxious and worried keep thinking about your future but if you want to be happy Focus on the present and be grateful for the things that you have. This is Tracy D. Armstrong with What's Your Mess. Have a good one, y'all.
1: Bye, guys.